Tom Bernard Show with Andy Bernard. Mike Bellina. L.A. Nick. And Doug Sprinthal. And we shall be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. And now the lovely and talented Doug Sprinthal. Very, very funny. Um, What? No, I I like it when you introduce me that way. It makes me feel good. Anyway, um, if you're in the market for something groovy and used, uh, and this, some of these cars are not for the faint of heart, I'll warn you ahead of time, go to walzer.com. Look at the you, you can. Uh, there's a pull-down menu for the used car inventory in Wichita, Kansas. This is, you know, we've got some cool cars up in Minnesota, but they've got some 911 Porsches that are, that are 160 grand. These are gorgeous cars, an RS7 Quattro. All kinds of stuff. They've got a couple of Teslas down there, some uh, Model S uh, P100s. If you know what these cars are, they're very rare. They're very hard to find. Uh, the Porsches are almost all certified. So, but it, it's just, even if you just kind of want to go look at cool cars, it's uh, there's some cool stuff there. BMW i8. That's an all-electric BMW. Very shiny, very smooth. Walzer.com. Hit Wichita, Kansas. If you want to buy one of them, you can buy them uh, over the phone. Actually, I can help you do that. You can email me at Doug at Walzer.com, and I'll walk you through the process. And we ship, I bet we ship about 25 or 30 cars a month out of Kansas to the Minneapolis market. So. Is that for included, shipping? Yes, everything's free, actually. They're free cars, Nick. No, but it's a shipping. Yeah, no, we, transportation we, transportation. Yeah. we transport them for nothing. Yeah. A lot of dealers do that. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I seem to stay in a lot of hotels that have the indoor swimming pool. You can always tell a hotel has an indoor pool because their lobby will smell like a bucket of bleach. <laughs> uh, do you guys have an indoor pool, or did someone just clean up a murder scene? Because my eyes are bleeding, and... <laughs> Casey, I'll hit the indoor pool. That's always relaxing, right? Until anyone else shows up. Because then you're just in a gigantic tub, essentially in your underwear, with some stranger lurking there. I love him. Speaking Jim of comedians, are you going to be up here in March? Do you want to go see Mordahl? Yeah, Mordahl. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see him on... Uh, Thursday night, what is it, the 22nd of February? At the... I think he's going to he's uh, gonna be at the joke joint. I was looking 22nd. at that. That's about six miles from our house. 
Yeah, see, there you go. See, I can just come your way and we can have a little dinner. What's that Italian place that's right there? Uh, oh, it's fabulous. I, I can't, I can never remember really the name of it. It's right on the other side of 35 from yep, uh, where the, the juke, uh, joke joint is. The Jew joint, yes. That's the what Jew we call joint, it. yep. It's very famous. Well, let's, very famous. that'd be that fun. Would, let's uh, get together. We'll go to dinner and we can go heckle Dave afterwards. That'll be awesome. Well, We'll have a little Italian food, and then we'll heckle Dave Mordahl. Uh, in case you didn't hear, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Mordahl is returning to stand-up comedy after a five-year hiatus. He is a brilliant stand-up comedian, very, very good at what he does. Uh, he just got burned out. He, he just couldn't do it anymore. He got burned out doing it, and uh, he's going to return to hitting the road and doing stand-up comedy. And it, it's great news for all of us because Dave Mordahl is a brilliant stand-up comedian. Very, very good, as a matter of fact. So... Glad to hear it. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. As- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all right. I was gonna. No, I was gonna go into a, a story. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but about two or three months ago, we hired uh, Cy to do a corporate gig for Walzer Appreciation Deal. We rented out the New Hope Cinema one mm-hmm. night, and 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 it was killer. He was great. Everybody loved him. It was just. It went really well. And a lot of times, those corporate gigs, from what I understand, are kind of terrible. And they wanted to do it again sometime. So I. I I got a hold of Dave. I said, hey, would you ever consider coming out of retirement? And he goes, yeah, I'd do it for you guys, but I'm really rusty. I'm thinking about getting back into it, but I'm not really sure. And then you know, a month later, he's in. So that's, that's cool. I'm excited to see him. No, he's very good. I've seen him a few times in my life, and he's, uh, he's very, very good. And he should be doing it. Hey, look, he stopped smoking. He stopped drinking coffee. He he's quit smoking? Really been behaving. Yeah. Holy yeah, Christmas Day. crap, really? Good for him. I know, him. isn't that amazing? He might live to be 56. He was not a casual smoker, let's put it that way. <laughs> no, he was not. But no, that's good news for everybody in the in the comedy community. It's good news for comedy fans because he's a very, very bright man, very, very funny, real quick. You'll love him. If you've never seen him live, definitely get out and see him. He's going to be at the Joke Joint. He's going to be at the New Hope Cinema Grill the end of uh, March. It's, uh, he's going to be up in his hometown of Duellum, but I think that show is just about sold out, right? Yeah, I think Something that's like the first that. one, isn't it, coming up pretty soon? Yes, that, that one's right around the corner. I do know that. So, yeah, great news. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I should have talked about that. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Dave Mordahl mm-hmm. returns to comedy. It should come as no surprise that Hollywood was not happy with President Trump's first State of the Union address, even though 80% of America was. 81% of America in a poll say speech was meant to unite. 75% of uh, American public approved of the, uh, of the address. But apparently those in Hollywood are too busy sexually harassing women and little boys to watch it, but they had opinions about it anyway. None of them watched it, but they all had opinions. And again, this has nothing to do with supporting... Donald Trump per se, I do support the President of the United States, and I don't care who the President of the United States is, I support them. Doesn't mean I have to like them. I haven't, I don't, you're going to have to look long and hard to, for me to find a president that I did like. Jimmy Carter was a nice man, but he was a terrible president. You know? I think he was, so, a, I think he led at a necessary time, though, because, you know, he might not have liked him, but he had a great moral compass and Coming out of did, Watergate yes. and the end of the Vietnam War, I think I think it was a necessary thing, and I think it was good for the country in the long haul. No, I think it's a good call. I think you're absolutely right about that. 
It should come as no surprise that Hollywood was not happy with President Trump's first State of the Union address. Many self-proclaimed activists from Hollywood took to social media to offer their critique of Trump's speech. While some stars did watch Trump's address, others say they refused to tune in but still offered their criticism. <laughs> so you didn't watch it, but you're going to criticize it anyway. That sounds about right. Sounds like Hollywood. But I do remember them doing that to President Obama as well. They wouldn't watch his speech, but then they'd criticize it anyway. Uh, Michael Keaton, I already know the State of the Union ain't good. Uh, actually, I think the economy's very good, to tell you the truth. Mm, looks pretty good to me. There are two Americas right now, I, if that's what you're talking about, Mr. Keaton. I would agree with that. There are definitely two Americas right now. Uh, some of us are going to work every day and paying our taxes and trying to live peacefully. And then there's the America that hates everybody. Everybody hates everybody else. And I don't know why you want to live like that. I have no idea why you want to live like that. But, you know. I already know that the State of the Union ain't good was pretty damn good about a year and a half ago. Uh, actually, the economy's better now than it was a year and a half ago. And that's nothing against President Obama. Not a thing. i got to believe the car business is really good right now, isn't it? Uh, Doug just took off. Doug snuck out of here. Oh. oh, that's right. He had to go. I forgot. He's out of here. Yeah, that was my fault. But the car, bus- the car business is good right now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yep. So I don't know what Michael Keaton's talking about. I like Michael Keaton. but uh, Car and houses. Houses about. are doing very well right now. In the 300,000 and under yep. category. Yep. Well, that's yeah. most houses outside and of the that, city. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, well, people, I think, are learning that living in the city, unless you really, really, really love it, is not worth the cost. Because I don't live, like, downtown. A lot of people, what they would do is they would move downtown into a condo and then go broke because they can't, they could barely afford to live there and then be upset about the fact that they don't have any money. It's like, just don't live downtown. It's yeah. not a good idea unless you can afford it. Uh, condos are extremely expensive in Minneapolis right now. What is that all about, L.A.? Well, the problem is there's not a lot of condos. There's some, some about 300 of them are going to come on the market in the next couple of months. They're building on Washington. Yeah. But the rest of them yeah. are older buildings. They have higher association dues because the buildings are older and need maintenance. So everything they've built in the last 10 years have, are rental only, not for sale. So the, the condos that have existed, they're all older buildings. They were built in either, like my building was built in 1910. And then you have some of the high-rises that were built in the 60s. But they're all older. They all need work. So the association dues creep up every single oh, year. Okay. I pay $800 a month association dues, and I get nothing, absolutely nothing. I don't have a gym. You get nothing for I don't it. have – it doesn't cover my power or cable or heat or anything. It, it covers really? nothing. Same with me. My association dues don't really do anything, and – I don't know how much they are, but they they're not shovel cheap. my sidewalks from snow and they wash my windows twice a year. Yeah, and I well, pay eight hundred dollars a month for that. Yeah, uh, pretty amazing. Yes. Uh, now, if I didn't pay, if I didn't pay my place off and still had a mortgage, I probably wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be living there. Because you couldn't afford to live there. No, I, I probably couldn't. I, I could afford it, but I'd be broke all the time. Who wants to do that? Yeah, they are. I mean, I noticed across uh, where St. Anthony, Maine used to be, I guess it still is called St. Anthony something, isn't it? Mississippi River Dunes or yeah, what yeah, the hell Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You yeah. know what I'm talking yeah. about. Their condo's over $2 million. There's That's a lot insane. of them now. There's ones that are all along the North is... Loop that are a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, exactly. mine, my condo is um, it's a perfectly good size, and it cost a tenth that much just because I'm like, what? 
two blocks farther away from downtown. Yeah. yeah. So it. they built it's they stupid. built those Portland Tower condos right behind me. They're thirteen hundred and to seventeen hundred square feet, and they're a million dollars. You know, there was a there's a building going up in West Palm Beach where Ted Hensel was talking. Uh, it's called the Bristol. It was built in, and I'm not talking about on. It was built in the water of the intercoastal. Wow. I don't know how they ever got that passed. How they ever got that by uh, by the city, uh, I will never understand. But they're uh, they're building it, and the condos in there go anywhere from three million to eighteen million dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. And prices. they're about they're about two years away from completion. The place is sold out. Is what's her name How still the, the hell? Is what's her name still the mayor down there? Yeah, she is. Is he? Yeah. Terrible. She's a terrible mayor. She did. She did good though. Her first couple of years. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. West Palm was at its bottom of the barrel at that time. She pulled it out of that. Yeah, West Palm at one time was in real, really rough shape. After yeah, the crack craze, nice when the crack craze came through, yep. West yeah. Palm never yeah. recovered. No, that's basically true. You're right about that. Took a long time. You are absolutely right about that. I, I just, uh, I mean, $2 million to live in an apartment. You see, that's <laughs> insane. And it the fact is. that so many people are able and willing to afford that, uh, I mean, we can't really be in a recession if people are buying... $18 million condos for no reason other than because they can. I guess. I would have to agree with that. I just don't really understand, honestly, where all of these people get their money. You, That area that Ted was talking about, Palm Beach Island, there are houses out there that are worth $150 million. Well, I think Manalapan, them, I think Manalapan's the most expensive strip of land in, in North America to live on. And that is between Palm Beach and Lake Worth. Mm, probably, that could be. There's a little section called Manalapan. Right. And uh, that's really expensive mm-hmm. right there. Indeed it is. The condos there go for a lot of money. So I don't know. We'll see. Hey, it's a good thing, I guess, that people have all that money to spend because uh, they're spending all that money. i, I got to believe their property taxes aren't exactly low. No. On an $18 million condominium, your property, ta- your property taxes have to be $300,000 a year. Do you think a lot of right? these people are living outside their means and not just in debt? I think a lot of them are. Oh, God, I hope not, because that's going to destroy our economy if we take a hit. Well, it's very common among uh, people a little bit under my age is they'll they'll go to L.A. or something, and they'll buy a place there, and then they'll just they'll have no money ever, and they'll be in huge debt, and they'll have student debts too, and then they'll just spend their entire lives whining about how they're in such bad debt and they can't even afford to eat. It's like you move to L.A., of course that's what happened. Yeah. You, you move there if you're rich, not if you're uh, a student who doesn't have a job or uh, and has tons of debt. Yeah, very, mm-hmm. very true. I don't know why people are so bad with numbers. Because they want to look like big shots. Yeah. They want to look like complete big that's shots. That's why I say God, take I all saw. your money and move to Poland. Poland, yes. Let's go to Poland. <laughs> it's cheap, what a great man. Idea. Very well, cheap. Yeah, I'm sure. I imagine it's probably true. Uh, I am just looking at the, and I'm sure this has been out there for a while, but this is the first time that I've seen it, that garbage truck that was hit by the train. Yeah, it didn't do well. Uh, my God, it is just, there's <laughs> nothing left of that truck. Nothing left of that truck. So I don't know what that uh, driver was thinking trying to beat that train, but it didn't work. I will tell you that. Uh, I have to ask you guys a question. Talking about this, you know, State of the Union address last night and Hollywood's reaction to it. 
Uh, I talked about Michael Keaton. Most of these people on this list, I have no idea who the hell they even are. Who is Kumal Nanjiani? Um, Does anybody know who that is? Kumal I think he's Nanjiani? the guy from The Big Sick. He's the comedian. Is he? Oh, he's that yes, guy? Yes, he yeah. is. Oh, he's a terrible actor. Uh, not watching, that's what it says uh, there. Well, your movie sucks, cool. so, you know. Uh, actually, his movie didn't suck. It was okay. It was nowhere near as good as everybody said so it was. Did you guys watch the speech? I, Catherine, I watched it. Uh, I did not. Catherine watched about 10 minutes. Yeah, not really. So I watched the whole thing um, mm-hmm. last night. And I have to say, I didn't think it was a terrible speech. I thought he, it went over pretty good. I have to say, though, that watching how separated the House is and watching the Democrats oh, yeah. not even mm-hmm. applaud or stand. I mean, of course, they're not going to stand up, but it, like all the Republicans would stand up and clap and not one Democrat. But even when soldiers like they, they, there was a couple soldiers in the room that talked about stuff. This one guy's double amputee and telling his story. Not one Democrat clapped for him. Like, I, I don't Why even do you how, go if you're just going to act like I a child? I don't even know how, that, how that's feasible. Like, how can you live with yourself not clapping for a guy who threw himself on a hand grenade and saved a bunch yeah, of kids? That's what mom said. Like, I don't get you're just that. Just watching them, watching them just like, yeah, sit there. Like pouting children. No, the they time. sat there completely miserable and wouldn't even clap for a soldier who's, who risked his life to save somebody oh, else. Oh, no. See, they shouldn't be doing that. But Why they did. Go? They Just did. don't go. They did it time after time after time. It was pretty well, depressing that is to how me. things are right now. Yeah, yeah it made, it made me realize that our country's in trouble with that stuff. Well, we all hate one another, and I don't know why. I don't really hate anybody. I got, you know. Well, Hate's hate a strong you, word, but man. But that's about it. It is, absolutely, but but they love to talk about how much they hate, and I hate this, and I hate that, and I hate you, and it's like, good God, grow up for Christ's sake. What are you, two years old? Yep. We shall take a break. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way, on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Three seven. Ooh, I like this song. It's a good song. Yeah, me too. Very good. Covering the, uh, covering all the bases, man. That's all I know. 
It's an amazing world, ladies and gentlemen. An award-winning San Francisco elementary school turned himself into police Tuesday. Now remember, he's an award-winning San Francisco elementary school teacher. He turned himself into police Tuesday after he was accused of dangling a student from a window. Hmm. Andres Tobar, 47, was a bilingual teacher at Marshall Elementary School for more than two decades, the San Francisco Examiner reported. The educator was named Teacher of the Month in January 2013. But last month, Tobar was accused of child endangerment and abuse. The teacher was being investigated for an incident regarding a student allegedly being dangled from the school's second floor window. Police said a warrant for Tobar's arrest was issued by San Francisco District Attorney's Office. Following an investigation, Tobar was seen cradling a student and holding the student over the balcony on the second floor. Said Gentle Blythe. Quite the name. Their name is Gentle Blythe? <laughs> so you're gentle and blithe of spirit? Oh, God. San Francisco. That's it terrible. is San Francisco, man. Gentle Blythe. Wow. The spokesperson for San Francisco Unified School District said in a statement, the incident reported reportedly occurred on December 19, 2017. A school employee reported the incident after witnessing the child hanging outside the window, and other witnesses backed up that account. The San Francisco examiner reported the child was not identified by name or age. The school immediately contacted the parent of the involved student, and SFUSD placed Mr. Tobar on paid administrative leave while the district conducted a thorough investigation, Blythe said. That's gentle Blythe, don't forget. It's not just Blythe, it's gentle Blythe. Wow. No motive for the alleged incident was revealed. The district announced Tobar has been placed on paid administrative leave. Yeah, you said that already. Uh, Before the teacher's arrest, more than 100 families signed a petition in support of Tobar. He is a dearly loved teacher, and this will be a real challenge for the school to overcome. Lloyd Rath. Ooh, we have gentle, (laughs) gentle Blythe and Lloyd Rath. So Rath and Blythe. I don't know if that's going to work out. Uh, Now, Lloyd Rath, who worked with Tobar, told the San Francisco Examiner, I hope that Mr. Tobar is exonerated. Police have asked anyone to come forward if they have had suspicious contact with Mr. Tobar. How can he be exonerated when there's a picture of him dangling the kid out the window? Yeah, probably not going to happen. What on earth? A hundred people signed a document in support of a guy who dangled a child out a window. Where are we now? What happened? Do you know? Anyone? I don't. I'm just baffled. I don't either. I, what the hell? First of all, we haven't been there. Andy, how old were we the last time you were in San Francisco? But you were 16, something like that? Around there, yeah. It's probably 15 years ago. Used to love to go out to uh, you know the Napa Valley and all that stuff. And we'd fly into San Francisco. Loved San Francisco as a city. But the people are the worst human beings on the face of the earth. Oh, I think it's I mean, a lot the worse worst now. worst human being. Oh, and it's a lot worse now. A lot I worse now, yeah. Catherine and I, the first time we went out there, Andy was uh, about a year old. We went out there with the KQ Morning Show to go to a uh, Oakland A's-Minnesota Twins game. So we stayed in San Francisco, not Oakland, right? And we have a baby, Andy, and we're pushing him down the street in San Francisco in a baby stroller. Several people driving by in their cars hung out their windows and screamed, effing breeders. Yeah, the uh, San Francisco's <laughs> a bad place for bad people. Effing breeders. How did you get here, pal? Uh, my guess is that your parents were effing breeders, so I wouldn't throw too much hate out there, but uh, it's just a guess. My my guess is that, yes, you your parents uh, had sex and then you were born. So calm down. You know, Minneapolis ain't far away from them. 
Really? Is he getting that? Now, Nick, I don't hang around downtown Minneapolis. Oh, it's after going that way. o'clock in the afternoon. It's going that way. Is it really? Oh yeah. It's just why? What? Ha- what is wrong with people? It's the that's the way it is right now in America. They, everybody just hates one another. Yep. So if you're not exactly like me, exactly like me, I hate you. And even, right? even if you were exactly like the, you, but you said something different or wrong, then you're still going to get hated on. <laughs> People here love to hate, <laughs> they man. Just, they love to hate. They do. They do. And that that's not the Minnesota I grew up in. Look, it was always, you know, that passive aggressive and, you know, smile to your face and stab you in the back. But this hatred that's everywhere in, in the city of Minneapolis right now. Not as much in St. Paul. There's a lot of it in St. No, Saint it's Paul, just Minneapolis, I think. Yeah. The city. Yeah. And why is that? It's just the climate we live in right now. It's just, it's, it's, they think it's cool. Is it the politicians that started this, uh, started us down this dirty road? You know what? I don't think it even is. I think it's something to do with the culture here. It just went that way, and now they're all jumping on the bandwagon. I think politicians jumped on the bandwagon of the people. So the people led, led the way, and then the politicians just kind of got in line. So they I think get voted so. For. I think so. I just even yesterday watching, looking at that Facebook post from ex uh, city council member Gary Shift, and just bashing city government for having security for Super Bowl. I'm like, what planet do you live on, man? Like, really, what planet uh, he, do you live on? So does he know that there are special forces in town, that those air, those helicopters that are flying 80 miles an hour around the city are doing it for a reason? Yeah, he doesn't They're want any of that. Radiation. He doesn't think we need any security. Oh, we don't need any security. We don't need any security. We're good people. Everybody here is good. He's <laughs> mad that, that we have security. Now, who's he? He used to be a city. He's the one who he, – he actually is solely responsible for making Minneapolis a sanctuary city. And what's his name? His name's Gary Shift. He was a city council member, first-termer, who ran for mayor and got nowhere. And then he ran again this year for city council and did not get the job, um, did not get voted in. But, yeah, he was the sole sole guy who brought legislation to Sanctuary City and got it passed. And uh, he's against police and against security and against anything safe. He thinks it's so, a <laughs> violation of all of our rights. He – so we have rights to get blown up by terrorists, by yes. bombers, yes, by terrorists and bombers, yes. So our right is to, if we want to get blown up by terrorists, that's our business. He thinks stopping anybody is racial profiling. Anybody, anybody. And you know, it's funny. I went to so I was at a bar. I was at a, in a bar the other night before my show, and uh, went there and get something to eat. And they were asking me about downtown. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty busy. And then one kid behind the bar is like, yeah, I was walking down Nicolet Mall, and they wanted to do a random bag search on me. I said, no way. You're not touching my stuff. You're not allowed to look in my bag. What right do you have to look in my bag? And the guy went off. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It's only for people hiding something. They can look at my bag all they want. I'm not carrying a bomb. You know? I said, I don't think they're looking for like I don't think they're looking for your half-smoking joint you have in your bag, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, so many people think that, like, oh, if the cops catch me with my one joint, then I'm going to go to prison for 20 years because that's what happens to— It's a ticketable offense in Minneapolis, people. A ticketable offense. Yeah, no one really cares that you're— Good luck, yeah. Good luck even getting that ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Because nobody's going to give you the ticket. I should point out that Gary Schiff's got a birthday coming up on Saturday. He's uh, going to turn— 
Yeah, he's turning 46 on Saturday. Gary Schiff is uh, turning 46 on Saturday. I love this. You ready for this? Yeah. Gary Schiffen is an American politician and activist who represented Ward 9 on the Minneapolis City Council, a member of the Minnesota Democratic Farmer Labor Party. He was first elected in 2001 and then re-elected in 2005 and 2009. His birthday is this Saturday. He got his education at the University of Minnesota, uh, and he lives in Corcoran, Minnesota. <laughs> of course he does. Corcoran. Of course he does. Uh, it says he also has a residence in Minneapolis, uh, but what's that? A, a one bedroom or pro- probably a studio? Uh, no, apartment. he's probably renting. This guy, he's probably renting a room from somebody. That's what they all do. Right. This guy doesn't live anywhere near downtown Minneapolis, but he's going to tell us we shouldn't have cops or security in downtown Minneapolis, even though you don't live there. Really? Yeah, that's what they do. I would. I hate to tell Gary this, but I'm looking at a lot of stuff on uh, uh, Wikipedia. There are a lot of people who don't care much for you, pal. God, there are a lot of people who don't don't like Gary Schiff very much. No, but look, I live in Golden Valley. I live about one exactly one mile from Theaterworth Parkway, which means I live one mile from North Minneapolis. It's where I grew up. I love living there. You know, uh, it's fantastic. But I don't. I'm not going to tell people in Minneapolis what to do uh, because I don't live in Minneapolis. I live in Golden Valley. Here's a guy who lives in Corcoran, which is about. What, Andy, 20 miles outside of Minneapolis? That's a good question. You don't live anywhere near... Well, it's... Boy, Corcoran, it's where you were born, right there in Maple Maple Grove, Minnesota. Oh, it is? Yeah, right there right, right there by Rush Creek. Oh, yeah, when we lived out there, I didn't... I That's had a whole other world. Minneapolis, yeah. It's no. a whole other world. It's a whole Minneapolis, other world Minneapolis out was there. Like, Minneapolis was like, you know, where you go for a day trip. It wasn't the nearby city. No, that's not exactly even right. remotely back then. But I just love all these people. They're they're going to make the call. Here's what we should do in Minneapolis. Well, I do realize that the neighborhood you live in, which you live, is in the city of Minneapolis. But I'm sorry that little that little enclave of ultra liberals that you have. And again, I don't have anything against liberals, uh, ultra conservatives, and ultra liberals. I got no time for. We just don't have a whole lot of ultra conservatives in Minnesota. No, we we don't. But I mean that. What's the name of that that South Minneapolis uh, neighborhood again, where they all live? I don't know. Oh God, what's it called? South Wilmington? Minneapolis. <laughs> no, South Minneapolis. There's a neighborhood, and they all live there. Kenwood. Kenwood. Knows. What? The conservatives? No, not no, no, no. Liberals. Well, that's like everywhere. Oh God, it's like right by Lake Harriet. It's everywhere oh. now. Linden Tom. Hills. There Tom, you go. it's everywhere Linden now. Linden Hills. It's spread. Yeah, really. What? What's everywhere now? The, the where the liberals so live. Very... <laughs> Yeah, very far left neighborhoods. Again, I don't, I don't mind liberals and I don't mind conservatives. It's ultra liberals and ultra conservatives. I got, I got no time for either one of them. I really don't. I got no time for either one of them. So I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, it's pretty sad actually, for this guy to pipe up that we shouldn't have security and we shouldn't have a police force and we, we should just let people roam around and then I'll drive out to my house in Corcoran, Minnesota. Yep. <laughs> So you got no skin in the game at all, except for so you think he rents a room from somebody, and that's why he can claim the. I, I know other city council well. members. That's what they do. I mean, look, even our mayor uh, has nothing invested in the city. I mean, he he rents a little small apartment at First and Main. So where does he live? First and Main, right over the bridge on the river there. No, but I mean, where does he live other than his rented little apartment? Uh, he's from Virginia. Virginia, Minnesota, or Virginia, no, the state? Virginia, the state. Why? How did he end up being mayor of Minneapolis? You know what? Good question. 
<laughs> well, he did come here and ran for. He came here and within two years ran for city council and won because he spent he spent lots of okay. money to do it. And then he he didn't even finish his four year term and ran for mayor in his third year. And somehow he was the first person in history to be a city council member to get to to bring bring his treasure chest of money from city council into a mayoral run. They'd never let anybody else do it in the history of Minnesota, but he got a lot, he was this allowed is, to do it. This is the most Minnesotan thing I've ever read here. What's that? Um, I uh, Googled Gary Schiff and just clicked on the first news article that yeah. was about him. Uh, so when he was running in 2017, I think, or maybe this, yeah, in yeah. 2017, um, someone named Raffo, do you know who... Oh, wait, no, Alondra Kano. Kano yeah, yeah. She, she's, a, yeah. she's a city council member, too. She's yeah, a crazy she one. She sent him a letter. Yes, she certainly is. She's crazy. Uh, she's so totally insane. You are a white man. You are a white man running for elected office at a moment of intense division in this country, particularly around race and white supremacy. You're choosing to put yourself forward against a Latina, an immigrant. As a white man choosing to run at this moment, you have agreed to participate in this moment of deep racial pain and divide. Oh, my God. So basically, God. being white is his crime. That's oh, yes. So, so he uh, counters by warmly recalling the days of decades past when he, along with Raffo and others, would gather in his living room to discuss queer literature. Oh, God. Minnesota's ruined. Okay. Oh, it's ruined, man. Jesus it's Christ. It's on a downward spiral. That is amazing. No, it's like I'm mind baffled every day. They can't even get along with them. They can't even get along with themselves is the thing. No, they can't. They're fighting to see see this is what leftism is. This isn't liberalism no, or not, being this a democrat. Liberal. This is this is fighting to see who can be farther left and that's not healthy for anyone. No, I no. agree with that. Completely. We come back I have to tell you I have a, a personal story with Gary Shift. First time I ever met him. We will do it right after this Tom Bernard show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. Look, my my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering a buy one my pillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code TOM. That's promo code TOM. MyPillow.com. Tom Bernard here. Hey, would you turn down a job that paid you thirty dollars to $60,000 an hour? That's basically what you're doing if you don't attend the SellerWorkshop.com series this month, hosted by the Chris Lindahl team with REMAX Results. In about an hour, you'll learn how to potentially make thirty dollars to $60,000 more on the sale of your home. Chris, why are you giving away the secret sauce? Uh, great question. If you love something, set it free, right? Seriously, I'm on a mission to help people make the money they deserve when they sell their home. Whether it's my team or someone else, the fact is the world has changed when it comes to home selling yet people are still doing it the traditional way and leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table it drives you crazy when people do it wrong doesn't it i just hate seeing people lose money at the sellerworkshop.com series you'll learn the methods we've developed at the chris Lindell team that have made us the number one remax results team in the nation you walk out with all the tools you need to make tons more money on your next home sale and it's totally free the seller workshops are happening january 29th through the 31st seating is limited and trust me they sell out fast visit sellerworkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. 
That makes me angry. That stupid slogan. I call 311 in New York City. I bust their balls about the slogan, about how general and stupid. 311, what's your emergency? Yeah, I just saw something. I'd like to say something. <laughs> uh, what did you see, sir? I saw a butterfly land on a guy's hat a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's hardly an emergency, sir. You didn't say anything about emergency. It just fucking didn't say that. There was a sign. You made up the stupid slogan, not me, bitch. What are you yelling? Hello? 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 <laughs> Call back five minutes later. 311, what's your emergency? Yeah, I just saw something. I'd like to say something again. What did you say, sir? I saw a young fella putting way too much relish on a hot dog. <laughs> it's hardly an emergency. Bullshit! This guy's a fat fuck. You know how much sodium is in a package of relish? I googled it. <laughs> Nick DiPaolo lighting him up like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Nick is unbelievable. Happy birthday to Nick DiPaolo. How much sodium is in a packet of relish? <laughs> a lot. And he's looking it up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, L.A. Nick talking about hooking up with Gary Schiff. Oh, no, I just thought it was, we were talking about him, not, uh, my first encounter with Gary Schiff. Didn't really know him that well. I knew of him. And at the time, this was about, this was uh, four years ago. And I was going to run for 7th Ward City Council, which is the ward I was living in. And my friend Lisa Goodman has actually been run, it, has that ward as city council for the last yeah. 23 yep. years or 24 years. So I said, you know, nobody should have that office that long. I mean, nobody should be in public office for 24 years. So I was going to run against her. And I didn't tell anybody. Didn't even tell Nancy. Told nobody. But I ran into Gary Shift, and I said, hey, what do you think would happen if I ran against Lisa? He goes, oh, you should do that. She shouldn't be in office that long. That's, she's been in there way too long. We need fresh eyes and fresh face in that, in that office. So I said, I think I'm going to do it. So at the time, Lisa was in Hawaii for her honeymoon. Mm-hmm. She calls me the very next day. <laughs> I was told you're going to run against me for city council. How dare you? And blah, 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 blah. I only told one person, Gary Shift. So I said... Yeah, he was uh, the only one, Gary Schiff, so he told her. Yeah, I know. I, I, I asked her. I said, you know, who told you this? She goes, well, Gary Schiff called me in a panic. He told me to go ahead and do it, that you shouldn't be in office this long. When was this? Four years ago. Last, last uh, election. Yeah, so not surprising then. Yeah. I just... They're just snakes, I don't understand. Well, well, they are snakes. Politicians are disgusting. I'm sorry. Not all of them. A lot of them. A lot of them are. But a lot of them are just the scum of the earth. Enough that it's sad. Enough that it's sad. Yes. So you and Lisa Goodman are friends? Yeah, we're still friends. Yeah, because I know some people that that know her and they really like her. Yeah, a lot of people don't like her. Is she still around even? Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't like her? Yeah. She's got half and half. Some people hate her. Some people. She's a tough girl. She's tough. You know, she doesn't put up with crap. So that's why they hate her? And if she doesn't like like you... She will tell you, I don't like you. I like that. Yeah. So you just tell me. You don't like me, just tell me <laughs> no, up front, and then I'll know where I Lisa stand. Lisa will literally look you in the eye and say, I don't like you. Love her. Yeah, love me it. too. I love the whole idea. Yeah. I love that. Tell me, you don't like me? Good. I, I don't like you. Good. Yeah. Okay. Now I know where I stand. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, where this Gary Schiff stab, stabs you right in the back and says, yeah, you should do that. And I was shocked. I was thing. shocked. Shocked. Just shocked. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's what how people are, are around here. 
But yeah, for him Apparently to complain, big... for him to complain that we have security for Super Bowl, I mean, I, I felt like Colin said, dude, what don't you get? You know, we've had yeah. we've had a do- over a dozen kids found in in Iraq and and Syria fighting for for ISIS. <laughs> I mean, what don't you get? Yeah. So why did it even come up? Why, why did someone ask him about? Oh, it did come up. He Super just Bowl. ran a rant on social media. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. He ran a rant. So nobody even asked him. It didn't come up. He just thought, okay, no, well, he, I'm going to comment on, on, yeah, on security. He thinks he's still relevant. And is he, so he's not in any office at all? He's no office at all. Well, he's got a birthday coming up Saturday, though. Yeah, happy birthday, Gary So that's Gary a very Schiff. big dude. He's going to be 46, 46 years old. Um, I thought that, that – who was the woman that, that, that wrote that piece about him? Oh, about uh, what's him her name? Uh, a white man? Um. Oh, what's her name? She is crazy. He's bad. He is bad crazy, man. Yeah. Well, to write something like yeah. No, you have to see her person because you're a white person running against a Latino. You have to see this woman in action in city council meetings. She is bad crazy. How do people like that get like stay in their jobs? Well, she almost did. They voted in. They no. They tried to get her out because she's so nuts and she was incompetent. They tried to get her deemed incompetent. But she didn't know Alondra how to. Alondra Cano. Yeah, Cano. She didn't know how to fill out forms. She didn't know how to do anything. Alondra Cano, and where, 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 what does she represent? She represents the, I think, twelfth ward. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. And where, where's that? Um, I have no idea where the wards are. I got no idea at all. I grew up yeah, in Minneapolis, but I have no ward. idea where the wards are. You got? Does it say there, uh, Andy? I have no, no clue. Andy's ward still with 12. us. He's, oh yeah, he's looking okay. for it right now. Ward twelve is Andrew Johnson. Okay, so what's con- what's her what's her ward? She is ward nine. Ward nine, that's at nine. And where's that? Uh, that up oh, Corcoran is part of it apparently. What? Uh, Central <laughs> Corcoran, East Phillips, Midtown Phillips, and Powderhorn. Oh, so Corcoran's just a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. the Corcoran neighborhood. Oh, yes. I thought. Oh, I see. I thought he lived in Corcoran, Minnesota. I'm like, well, what? well, Gary Schiff might live in Corcoran, Minnesota, but. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Why? Why would? Why would you name a ward after a city that's like right next to the? Yeah, well, that's. I true. mean, relative to Minnesota so terms. Where's the Corcoran neighborhood? Yeah, that where is it? That is right next. It's between Powderhorn and Longfellow. Oh, okay. So it's right. It's south of East Lake and next to whatever highway that is. That's three thirty-five W. Uh, fifty-five. Yeah, 55. Oh, fifty-five over yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, that would make sense. So it's Corcoran neighborhood he lives in. I oh, I see. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, good for you. Good for you, Gary. Yeah. I had no idea there was a neighbor a neighborhood even called. I, I, that was I always either. the Powderhorn neighborhood when I was a kid. It's it's small. It's very small. Oh, it's really small. Yeah, I don't know why it's. Yeah, we it's, always went by the parks. It was like you know. Uh, yep. Powderhorn 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 Park is right next to it. Yeah, right the next North door. North Commons neighborhood Powderhorn Park was that that whole neighborhood was called Powderhorn Park when mm-hmm. I was a kid. It wasn't called Corcoran unless they just hid it from us or something. I don't know what that's all about. Well, nothing's really there. It's like purely residential, so you yeah. really don't have any reason to have gone there. I suppose that's true. Unless you went to South High School. Oh, what? there is a Corcoran Park, but it's only it's one square block. So oh, it's a block. Not okay. a whole lot. The, in fact, the South High School's field is bigger. Oh, okay. So. Mm, good for him. You know the name of South High School's field, don't you? No. Come on, look it up, Andy. What's the name of the football field at South High School? Well, it just says South High Field. Oh, they changed the name of it? Uh, unless it's a nickname or something. No. It, 
was like either less, I think it was Leo Bernard Field, B-A-R-N-A-R-D. Leo Bernard Field or Les Bernard Field, one of those two, Leo or Les. So they took they took the family name off South High School's football field? Uh, it is Bernard Field, yeah. See? I think, yeah, I don't think that's the official name, though. Not anymore. It used to be. Maybe. It's hard to say. There used to be a big sign that said, was it Les Bernard or Leo Bernard? These people are just saying Bernard. Just Bernard, that's it. So, it's not as yours? As we know, it could be. So it's yeah. not Tom Bernard? No, it's not mine. It's not Tom Bernard, <laughs> believe me. It's not. I was a polar for a year and a half. That was enough for me. One of the less substantive things on the radar of those keeping an eye on the State of the Union address was the First Lady's actions. And as the Washington Post reports, Melania Trump provided some early fodder. She broke with White House tradition and did not accompany her husband to the Capitol. A spokesperson explained that she wanted to travel with her guests instead to honor them. The First Lady has not been seen in public with President Trump since New Year's Eve, though CNN notes that they are scheduled to share a ride back to the White House. Who cares? Really? The most boring thing I've ever heard. I mean, honestly, who cares? Oh, they want to find something that says that she doesn't like him anymore or something. Oh, they're right. They they want you to think that. They they hate each other. That even his wife hates him. So I have a question. Do people think that Hillary actually likes Bill Clinton? (laughs) I don't think anyone thinks that. I mean, come on. Who cares about this stuff? Bill and Hillary Clinton, Melania and Donald Trump, I don't care if they like one another or not. Mm -hmm. Does anyone care? Well, the Obama's family, people were, like, so obsessed with the Obama family as if they were, like, you know, a, a soap opera or a sitcom or something. They'd always be like, oh, they love each other so much, and, you know, look at their kids, et yeah, cetera, et cetera. Yeah, where, are, where are they now? Kind of weird. Kids, one of the kids have gone to college. You don't hear much about the Obama um, family anymore. So the, uh, she's got a, uh, what's her name, uh, Malia? Yeah. She's a very pretty young lady, actually. She's, um, like, getting a show or something? Oh, she is? Or, I don't know. She's, Maybe. she's dating some really, really rich guy from Europe or something. No way. Uh, I, yeah, she's, hard to believe, she's dating a British guy who's yeah. Are um, you serious? Extremely wealthy, extremely wealthy. How old well, is she? Seventeen? About that. Yeah. Seventeen, eighteen, around. And she's there. dating she, oh, some rich now. guy. Nineteen, yeah. Nineteen years old. Well, the, it's, it's his name is Rory. Rory Farquharson. 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 I don't know. Farquharson. That is. It's Corey Farquharson. Farquharson. You'd be changing that name, I'll tell you that. We're going with Obama. He'll be Rory Obama. Exactly. Sophomore law student at Harvard. His family is. He grew up in a $2.2 million house in Woodbridge, Suffolk. Nice neighborhood. He hates Trump, of course. Of course. He hates Trump. Um, of course he does. Now, his fam- his dad is the chief executive of London's Insight Investment Management Limited. Oh, he's very, very wealthy. Like, like yeah, extremely. So, yeah, the uh, ivory tower stays within the ivory tower. No surprises there. And people uh, were trying to hide the fact that in the one picture that, that Malia and, and Corey were making out. Rory. Rory? Rory. They were kissing... They each had a cigarette in their hand, and everybody got very upset about that. Everyone in college smokes now. I know. Everybody in college smokes. I I don't understand that. that. Why? I thought smoking was totally out. No, not in in college. Barely not. Didn't know that. They all think they're so cool. Okay, you ready for the two comments on that that story about uh, Melania not showing up with Donald Trump? You ready for the first two? Dr. 
Well, it just says D-R-B-P-O-R. So I don't know if it's Dr. Bapor or just D-R-B-P-O-R. More and more, she's looking like Joan Rivers. Um, okay. First of all, she doesn't. And even if she did, what's what? wrong with Joan Rivers? I don't understand why that would be a slam. I miss Joan Rivers. Uh, I do, too. I think she was brilliant. Yeah. She was very, very funny. Uh, here's my favorite, though. You ready for this? Texas Fed. The comment, a real leader would never allow his wife to show up alone. <laughs> never allow his wife to do something? That's mm. what it says. Interesting. A real leader would never allow his wife to show up alone. You people are mentally ill. Do you yep. know that? I mean, you are just so far out there. You're, I've decided I hate this person, and therefore I'm going to go after them, and I'm never going to stop going after them because I hate them, but I don't know why. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, they're nuts. I don't. I just. Yeah, I just assume most people don't think, and they just. Say. I didn't realize how nuts people are until I watched that speech last night and watched the, the far left not clap for a soldier that risked his life. Yeah, that's not. See that that that's. Well, actually, after you pulled that up, there. I pulled up the first State of the Union address of Trump, Obama, and Bush, and I just I jumped to a random point. Uh, of people clapping just to see who was clapping. And at Bush's and Obama's speech, pretty much everyone was clapping. But, yeah, you're right. At Trump's speech, basically the entire left side of the room is just sitting there. Yep. Isn't that sad? Don't stand, And it's don't probably clap. the first time that uh, they've ever been that, you know, pouty. That might be true. That might be the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Which, Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, how can they not see that and be like, look, look at how you're acting, your children? They are children. Hundred percent. I mean, they hated Bush a lot, but and they Schumer, still. Schumer's you know. one of the worst. God, he likes to say. He did say something really funny though to close the show today, and I do, I hope he did it on purpose because if he didn't do it on purpose, he's an idiot. But if he did it on purpose, it's pretty funny. He was talking about Laura Ingram, you know, the very conservative. Yeah. Uh, we've had her on the KQ Morning Show. She's nuts. She's completely nuts. But he was reading a statement by her, and he goes. It was even put forth by Laura Ingraham. (laughs) (laughs) Ingraham. Yeah, her last name is Ingraham. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show. (laughs) 